Uh, Mark, it's really great to have you here today. He's, Mark is the MD of Pay Group Limited. Um, you know, interesting background, uh, co-founded PayAsia, Pay Group's holding company in 2006, was elected managing director of Pay Group 2015, uh, supported the listing of the company um, in 2018. And, uh, you know, Pay Group deliver payroll solutions and offer a cloud-based hum human management platform services 835 clients, um, you know, 400,000 pesos per month. So interesting business. Um, and so looking forward to getting a, a, an update on pay group and overview and uh, some details. I believe we've got some full year summary results that we're going we're gonna to get a, a bit of a briefing on um, there as well. So uh, on to you, Mark. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. And thank you to uh, Reach Markets and Conrad Capital for the invitation for today, but um, a great first up summary. So a pay group was listed two years ago. Um, last Friday actually was our two-year uh, anniversary. And it's really been firstly a transformative period year one and then certainly a growth into year two. We, we aim to address all segments of payroll and payroll SaaS technology as well as payroll outsourcing for up to 33 markets, which we are now up from 17 at the, at the point of IPO. And we also manage through our proprietary platforms HR transactions that lead to pay, such as leave, claims, expense management. So it's a uh, cloud SaaS-based solution across our businesses, generating significant repetitive revenue. Our contracts are all three years. We have a 95% retention rate. So we are very much in the repetitive revenue stream of of business environments. A couple of the really interesting things that have evolved for us over the uh, couple of years that we've been listed, not only is the acceleration uh, in revenue for us, but we've been able to establish a uh, global partner program where we deal with many of the leading uh, similar companies out of Europe and the United States uh, to be their arms and legs in Asia, and that's our global partner program. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. The other piece that's very exciting for our technical and implementation and operations team is that for about 18 months, we've been included in the Gartner Guides. So should a buyer at a multinational want to look at Gartner's feedback on who the right vendors to down-select for an RFI, RFP process are, they would generally go to a Gartner guide and, and review that. And we're very proudly in that guide, um, along with other billion-dollar companies. Um, <clears throat> this slide deck is obviously presented for our ASX announcement of our full-year results. Um, we are a March 31 balancer, so therefore we are two months into our, into our financial year and have the uh, great insights and abilities like was mentioned before, in a COVID-affected year to see what some of the headwinds or tailwinds are from that. But to, just to give you an update about what we are wanting to achieve from our IPO to today, we've been able to, and if you go to the ASXCL previous announcements, we've been able to tick off all um, considerable investments into um, what we formed a part of our prospectus and into our business. Our F220 highlights, next slide, thank you. Um, 
the board gave guidance around uh, ARR for uh, FY20, and that was 17.5. And despite COVID hitting us within uh, November, December in certain markets, um, we've seen that we've been able to exceed our guidance for FY20. Um, the acquisition of the astute business, which again is a, a SaaS business predominantly in Australia and New Zealand, looking after workforce management companies' needs, um, again focused on payroll and payments, um, has contributed 8.8 .8 million ARR for that. And the business uh, across the board, both, both business units, have been very focused on operating activities around cash flow and the significant turnaround in, in cash flow has been outstanding from our operating groups, leading to a pro forma impact of 3.9 million for, for the fiscal. So we continue to invest in growth. We continue to invest in our treasury services products, which come as a result of our clients' payroll and HR transaction monies. And importantly, we continue to uh, invest in our, in our various platforms and SaaS offerings. So from an operating highlights perspective, and there's a couple of key indicators here for all the investors on the call, is we, um, we, we have about 395,000 um, unique billing events from payroll activities as we finished off March the 20th, and that's pretty much consistent across the, across the, um, the year. Just as an indication, that, that monthly amount was actually our um, uh, annual amount at IPO. So with the acquisitions and growth in our business, we've been able to increase that. Because we sell three-year contracts, sorry, we'll just stay there. Because we sell three-year contracts and implementations phase to go in between over one and four months, we have a positive backlog to implement for FY21 of 12-odd thousand um, unique billing events, payslips, that uh, has not been revenue booked. So that's definitely a positive for FY21 that investors can look towards um, uh, realising across the course of this financial. And importantly, with our three-year contracts, like I've mentioned, we have a 95% customer retention rate, which is terrific in a repetitive revenue business across the areas that we work in. The welcoming of the astute payroll business and the acquisition of that last November um, has been terrific. Uh, we acquired that company for $11 million, 99.9% uh, .9 funded in pay group script at $0.85 cents a share, so a significant premium to the market. And the founders uh, and the team of astute have 100% come into the pay group and uh, are delightfully working in in collaboration with us on their strategy and their growth. But um, we're pleased to report that they have exceeded their forecast from the time of acquisition. They are profitable and cash flow generative for the group. Um, it's significantly enhanced our Australian presence. And we have acquired that business in Australia um, using significant funds for the acquisition uh, so that in the future should we choose to uh, give dividends, there's a franken credit opportunity from the revenues and the profits, obviously, that Astute generate. Um, they are uh, managing payroll and HCM technologies in the fast-growing contractor and temporary worker market segment, and we've seen fluctuations of employability in that area, but the bounce back is real, and we're seeing the transactional statistics on this 
sales platform to be a very positive indicator for FY21. So 330 clients across Australia and New Zealand there and uh, a, a very profitable business. Um, we'll fast forward to the next slide. Normally we'd have our Chief Commercial Officer Strachan presenting here, but I'll go on to the next slide and won't take too much time here. Where uh, investors on the call can look at our business and get an understanding of where our growth area will come will be from the bottom boxes of the different business units that we operate, being PayAsia headquartered in Singapore, Astute headquartered in Australia, and Treasury services provided across the group. And you can see that the contributions to the different um, revenue lines per pay group are nominated, as well as what's yet to be implemented um, from FY20 sales into FY21. And this presentation is on the ASX, again, for everybody's future reference, along with what REACH markets will do. We'll step on in the interest of time. Thanks, Pat. We'll step again. Proforma adjustments for the year for our normalisations are included there. And what we've also got, because this is a full year report, is our statutory financial performance for the group. Um, leading to what we've reported in H2 um, FY20 as two operating cash positive uh, four Cs. <clears throat> so what we are seeing is definitely COVID-19 um, tailwinds for our business. Never has been there been a greater spotlight on HR organisations in corporates or in workforce management companies or on payroll. The volume of changes of statutory legislative changes this year has been, and I hate to use the word, but I will, unprecedented. Again, JobKeeper and the, and the associated types of events and stimulus packages around the globe have seen payroll to be even more important. As a result of that, we've seen corporates who have been underinvested and with not enough talent in their own payroll and HR departments look to us for full outsourcing. As a result of that, um, uh, government training organisations, apprenticeship boards, workforce management companies in Australia have looked to strengthen their systems. So we have definitely uh, increased our sales funnel for FY21. We've had terrific sales, which I'll report a little bit later on, into FY21 on the back of record sales from last year uh, for all segments of our business. We are in the regulatory and critical areas of legislative environment. If you get what we do wrong, either on your SAS or through our services, you could risk your licence. Hence, we have a very high retention rate. Um, we are consistently increasing our um, services into different countries and our operating platforms and the associated modules. So we're seeing uptake in um, our modules per our customers, as well as our full outsourcing services. In terms of the market, um, it's great to know that uh, Gartner have recognised us, but the market size for business process outsourcing or software as a service um, or SaaS and HCM are, are tremendous. And what I'd like to point out on this slide in particular, on the right-hand side, is that Gartner reporting forecasts that global rollouts and global implementations will stall. That is absolutely the case. But for us operating in Asia-Pac in the Middle East, 
we are seeing regional rollouts actually being highlighted to go forward faster as workforce moves from the US and Europe back into Asia for many of our multinational clients. And in Australia and New Zealand, we are seeing for our student business a rapid deployment of technologies to further enhance their ability to, to understand the structural changes of uh, payroll legislation, HR legislation, with particular focus on JobKeeper. So where we're continuing to focus our attention on absolutely is our global partnership program. This is a lead generation source for pay group that has limited sales expense from us because global companies such as Ultimate Software in the States, CloudPay in the UK, send us transactional leads to close, which we deeply integrate the outcomes into their systems. Or in the case of CloudPay, we actually act as their OEM with our normal rate card and our normal services. So we have very limited uh, legal fees on customer contracts, extremely thin account management. So it's a very attractive proposition for pay group and our shareholders to assure that we're getting a new lead generation source and or signed contracts where we act as the OEM partner. This is increasing our utilisation in many of our Asian-based locations and the ability to run two shifts to address different needs across Asia has become real too. So great acceleration growth with a low customer acquisition is the focus of our partnership program. Um, our partnership program now accounts for 10% of our um, SWAS and Treasury payslips. We're increasing our partners and we have uh, signed an exclusive agreement this fiscal with an Australian-based partner which will add 10,000 payslips um, to our um, SWAS area across the course of this year and they have 100 clients that they'll transition to us. So that's a part of the COVID-19 tailwind especially that we're seeing where high cost bases would like to use pay, pay groups, low cost operating centres and our ISO practices um, for 33 countries. Through the acquisition of Astute plus just normal uh, standard excellent business operations, we've been able to pre-identify um, annualised cost savings of uh, up to 1.4 million. We heard about data centres before, so typically in the area that we've been able to look at is because of the great volumes of the two companies merging, we've been able to revise our hosting agreements um, typically with AWS and, and Azure. Again, our astute acquisition relied uh, not very heavily on outsourced development partners, but where they can utilise our development partner structures um, in areas such as the Philippines and India, they'll be able to do that, and we've got revisions of those agreements. The balance of them are all very standard terms that you'd expect a, a, a company operating as we would to be undertaking about other um, in-housing and or smart shoring opportunities. So, so in summary, um, fabulous sales for FY20 leading to a positive backlog to implement. A global partnership program and treasury services where we're moving funds across the world as a service, whether they're a non-payroll client or a payroll client, uh, has made some material changes to ARR, zero to 800 thousand dollars. Positive operating cash activities 
the H220 was our other uh, guidance to the market that will continue into 21 and sales growth is ahead of the Gartner statistics for the region and we've got implementations as I've said in backlog to further on uh, FY21 uh, revenues. Yeah, sorry Mark, uh, it's probably a good good point to stop and take some questions. Um, sure. Chris has asked, what are the headwinds in China? Um, China's back to work and we've seen <clears throat> we've seen our, our sales funnel grow. Um, the the payslips that we've had from China um, despite the COVID situation did not drop off. Notably our customers are not in the Wuhan uh, area but mainly in the Jiangsu province, Shanghai, Suzhou. So as a result of that um, they're back to work and uh, our organisations are uh, looking to continue their expansion there, particularly one of our customers, Appen, which is very um, uh, high profile in their expansion to China. Yeah. Uh, Matthew's asked a question, which I'm going to slightly paraphrase, Matthew, um, but what, what should investors be looking for in terms of news flow from you guys? Is it, is it a, an increase to processing more payslips or, would you be, or, or, should we, or is it more important uh, to see what partnerships you're entering into? Uh, definitely payslip growth is the way and treasury and treasury transactions is the way that you look at our business and the lead generation uh, of the global partner program contributes to that with low sales ex expense but uh, it's definitely the payslip growth and the metrics that we're showing leads to the uh, revenue and profit. Yeah, okay. Um, the, uh, Jimmy's asked, do you see changes in occupation types in Australia post-COVID increasing payslips processed? Yes, absolutely. If we saw 2008, either also SARS, MENA, Asian bird flu, um, people will bounce back in Australia, not necessarily moving to full-time employees. Very good question. But certainly uh, contractors and temporary workers will be the outcome of um, Australia bouncing back. That will be seen in our customers and that will be processed through the Astute platform. Okay. Um, okay. So the, the rationale, Graham's asking about, you know, if you could explain the rationale for the Astute acquisition. The Astute acquisition was to enter into the contractor and temporary workforce um, payroll market. We had a highly um, successful corporate environment which is Pay Asia, and that was selling to regional headquarter multinationals. In the slide deck we've got those as well. Um, <clears throat> so the contractor market was an area that we didn't have um, covered, so now we've got both the contractor and the temporary workforce market as well as corporate ones um, covered. And just to also talk about a COVID-19 uh, tailwind, last year Pay Group signed $5.5 million of total contract value. In April and May this year, we've signed $2.7 million of total contract value, half of what we did for the whole of last year. Wow. So, like thank you. And that's as a direct result of the um, advancements we've had and the investments we've had on our services and our SaaS modules. All right. I'm going to ask one last question, and you may not be able to answer it. Um, but I'll ask it anyway. It's from Fernola. Thank you. Uh, are acquisition opportunities presenting in this environment? And do you see any businesses that acquisitions might fill? Yes, um, happy to answer that. We've got a um, 
a board and advisory to the board around mergers and acquisitions, or acquisitions. We field many of them. The um, industry is a conglomeration of smaller to medium businesses of which they're all looking to pay group for leadership about how to enter pay group and commercialise their assets. So we talk to them consistently, we're reviewing them with our advisors and surprisingly most of them do want to enter pay group under a script type arrangement rather than cash. So that's pleasing. So we'll culturally align those and announce them when they become valid.